0: Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often saying this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His Vessel. I'm coming to you today just to help you and help myself and what I think to be a short podcast because I want to get right to the point. There's so much turmoil going on around us today, around me, around you, just around the world. Within 60 seconds, you can listen to the news, you can listen to people talk, you can drive through your city and you can see in your face the turmoil. Look what the stock market is doing. I mean, turning bottom side up and who knows where it's going. We look at the schools and they're in a mess. They're in a mess and praise God, homeschooling has gone up in the last couple of years and it ought to increase even more. Parents taking their children out of school and schooling them themselves where they can school them around their table face to face. They can pour the word of God in them. They can put the word on life and on the key principles that we need to be teaching our children and get away from all the ungodliness that's going on in our schools. I mean, look at the health care crisis. I can't tell you how overwhelming that is. It's in total turmoil. Every time I turn around, someone else has a devastating health issue. And some of them, people don't know where it's coming from. The doctors don't know how to help it. They just are doing the best they know to do. I mean, there's so much sickness. Listen at the prayer request in your church. I mean, it's hitting Families in all directions and and our government, I've said this before in podcasts, I mean, it's totally corrupt. It is corrupt. We have given it over to the Antichrist spirit. So the Antichrist spirit is coming in and removing God's name, taking God's authority off of who we are as a nation, who we are as a people, taking away our liberty. And yes, there are some people that are righteous in our governmental system. And I recognize that. I have some good friends that are in the government structure. And they're being the light. But basically, our government has lost its way. It is corrupt. We no longer can put our security in them. They are to secure us, secure us as a nation, so that we as a people within the boundaries of this nation can live free and spread the gospel to live free, to prosper, to be everything that God created us to be, yet that's not happening. It's absolutely turned bottom side up too. And then the news, I mean, I don't know what's happened to the news. It has gone so astray and so awry. There's no trust. There's deception. So we have to be in the Word so we can recognize the deception, discern where we're being led astray. And and then, you know, we hear about what's coming down the pipe with the transportation, with the energy problems, with the food shortages. In other words, you get the picture. We are in turmoil. And individuals who are not anchored in the Word are in turmoil. So how can we as Christians, help other people? How can we be a blessing to other people and be a blessing right in our own home and with our own families in the midst of this turmoil? And I will tell you this. We are coming into the football season and we all have our favorite football teams. I mean, I love Alabama. I went to Alabama. I love FSU. I went to FSU. Hey, I even like Auburn. But I will tell you, sharing the Saturday night stories of our favorite football team is not enough. It's not enough to be a blessing to help people in this turmoil. Oh, yeah, it'll satisfy us for a few happy moments, particularly if our team won. But then we go back to life. So how can we? I want to share a few things with you. And as I said, I believe this is going to be short, but we'll see how that plays out when I get finished talking because I just want to give you some things that is a reminder to me and hopefully some instructions to us how to walk through this. When you see someone that's in turmoil, things are spinning out of control around them because of what is spinning out of control around us. The very first thing is that we must have our hearts set on speaking uplifting words what does Ephesians 4 29 say this scripture used to be the monarch of our home when our children were growing up it says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is used to the good to edify to lift up to pick people up to encourage to comfort people that it may minister grace to the hearers and we know what grace is we know how critical it is to have grace on our life every day I did a whole podcast on that if you missed it I beseech you go back and listen to it I believe it will minister to you if you miss that and if you need to re-listen to it but, our words are to lift people up they 're to comfort people and by those uplifting words that are not based many times on what we see or what we hear or how we feel, but based on the word of god and it 'll give grace to people it'll give them the desire to want to live godly and do godly, do what is righteous in their situation, and it invokes the power of God to do that because we cannot do things everything in our own power and our own strength, and that 's what 's happened so many times. With us as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit, but we just kind of lay it aside and we go in our own power and our own strength according to our flesh to do the best that we know to do. We're gonna bear up under it with our own strength. And yet it's not enough. But uplifting words can encourage people. It can cause them to have hope and impart grace to them. And you know, that's exactly what a blessing does. And I've shared this with you on a podcast, too, that a blessing takes the Word of God. It takes what is the truth, and it speaks that truth. It speaks it out, and that truth is spoken to the heart of someone else, and as a result, it gives them life. It gives them hope. It gives them value. And so, many times, people that are sinking, they're going down. They don't see how they're going to get out of a situation or get through a situation or how they're going to sustain their family. One way to be a blessing is to speak uplifting words. Another way to be a blessing is take the time to touch another person. Now, what do I mean here? So many times it's easy to send that text, send that email, but many times what people need Is a touch. They need a physical touch. They need a physical, warm body in front of them that says, I see you. I see what you're going through. I'm here for you. You know, that's what a blessing does. You know, in the Old Testament, when we learned people were speaking blessings over family members and over individuals, many times, as we've said, they would touch them. But there are times people just need a touch. I know in my life, when I was in my family, when we were going through tough times, when we were going through devastating moments, when we were in turmoil and it was like everything was turned bottom side up and I didn't know what to do had friends all around me in the city, but I needed a touch. And you know what? Some of the most powerful moments to get me through tough times when it looked like things were sinking was when people knocked on my front door and they just came into my living room and they just sat down in front of me. They didn't have to say anything. It just they were there I would open the front door and they would just hug me. I cannot tell you how powerful a touch to another person is. And sometimes it just calms everything. It calms everything down. You know so many times we don't reach out to other people. We don't minister to other people. We miss the opportunity to be a blessing to someone because we're so busy. We just don't take the time. We miss it. We miss it. And that's a trick of the enemy, Satan and his kingdom, to get us too busy that we're not the Jesus that someone needs. Another thing that you can do, invite someone around your breakfast table. Invite someone to your house and gather around your table, around your own coffee table Have coffee with somebody. Have, you know, bottled water. Get them around your table face to face. You know the power of getting with someone face to face. You can really see their hurt many times. You can see their pain. And why don't we do that? Many times is because we think, oh, my house isn't appropriate enough. It doesn't look as good as someone else's. Or my house isn't clean. It's just not in order and I don't have time to clean it. Too much laundry scattered here and there. And I haven't picked up all the magazines and haven't swept or mopped my floor. There are times, whew, I'm guilty of this, not inviting somebody to stop by because I haven't swept the floor. We miss opportunities to be a blessing to other people that we know they need to be with us just so that they can share their heart. I'll never forget one time when I was discipling, and this was in the God of Order discipleship that I teach, teaching people to get their home in order, in physical order, so they can live in peace, not turmoil. And there was one disciple, she said, you know, I'm missing it. You're telling me I'm to invite people over to my house and minister to people and let people minister to me. And she said, I can't do that because we can't even get to my dining room table. We can't even get to my breakfast table. There's too much stuff on it. There's too much stuff in my floor. I've got my children to see about. i got all this stuff i got to do. But I'll never forget, she said, you know what? I took what you said. It doesn't matter about the stuff. It doesn't matter if everything is perfect in your house. It doesn't matter if there's a little bit of clutter. Move it aside. Make time for someone that you know needs to be ministered to -to face-to-face. You know someone that's hurting, someone that's suffering, or somebody that just needs to be with someone. She said, I took your word at that. And just invite them in anyway and sit down at the table and have a glass of tea together. And she said, I did that. I didn't worry about how my house looked. And I cannot tell you how I was ministered to, she said, simply because I did that. And not one time were we worried about what my house looked like. Not one time did it stop the flow of the Holy Spirit. We weren't even consumed with it, she said. She said, I will tell you, it caused me to get past me, to get past me having to have everything in order because of what somebody else would think if it wasn't in order. And it got me to the point to just invite people over. And she said, it is wonderful. It was a wonderful feeling that day. And she got the message. She got it. See, I will just tell you, things aren't in order. Not everybody's house is in order. We want it to be. Sometimes it is. But I will tell you, as my friend tells me all the time, things are seldom as they appear. Don't let that stuff stop you from being a blessing to someone right now who you know they need to come to your house. They need to just get around your table. They need to get around your coffee table face to face. Have a glass of tea. Have a cup of coffee together and just let them talk. You know what I'm saying? They need a safe place. They need a place. They need an environment where they can sometimes just unload. They need fellowship. I tell you, everyone I know is hungry for fellowship. And good, wholesome fellowship that will lift us up, not tear us down. That will speak words of life, words of hope into us. The fourth thing I want to share with you that you can do, while you have those people around you, whether it's in your house or meet them on the street, meet them at the coffee shop, meet them at church, take hold of their hand and pray with them. See, so many times we leave prayer for the perfect setting at church, In our Sunday school class where we all pray together, we leave prayer for when we come together with other Christians in the Bible study and we pray together. It's like we leave prayer for the moments where it has been structured into the scheme of our day. Prayer should be led by the Holy Spirit. And when you encounter someone that needs prayer, why not stop right then? I'm sitting here thinking, I remember one day walking into Sam's, the store, as someone that I knew was coming out. We stopped right there in front of those big doors, and she was sharing with me. I knew the prompting of the Holy Spirit was saying, take hold of her hand and pray with her. I stopped right there grabbed her hand. People were coming in and out of the store, and we prayed together. We never missed a beat. I'm not telling you that to exalt myself. I'm telling you that, that prayer is something you can do as you go. I can remember, I'm sitting here thinking of another time being at church, and a wonderful friend walked up to me, and she was broken. I'm telling you, she needed prayer. And so she shared her prayer requests with me right there in the hall of the church. I took her by the hand. We walked over to a corner right there in the hall at the church. I knelt down with her, I asked her to kneel down with me, and we brought that request before God. See, we got to get uninhibited. It may be that you invite someone to your home, get them around your table, they share their heart, and you take hold of their hand, and you pray with them. You might kneel down by your sofa. See there's that touch, there's those words that are uplifting. But it's also coming together heart to heart to pray together, to ask God to get involved in that turmoil that's in their life. And you know what? You'll be a blessing. See, you just surrender that moment to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide you. The fifth thing that you can do to be a blessing is simply humble yourself. And in humility, offer yourself. Almost every day in my prayer closet, I say, today, Father, I'm going to humble myself. Because, God, you know how prideful I am. I'd get out there and try to do things in my own power, under my own direction. And before I know it, Father, I'd be building myself up. But today, God, I choose to humble myself. I choose to get myself out of the way, not putting myself ahead of everybody else. I choose to humble myself. Not even putting myself out there on the horizon. And God, I offer myself to you. And Lord, in humility, by removing myself, I offer myself that I'm not going to be strong. I want you to be strong. See, humility invites the grace of God to come in and take over. So that when God does call you during the day, the Holy Spirit gently speaks to your heart and says, Stop right there at your neighbor's house and just speak a word of encouragement to her. Grace gives you the desire to do it, not to keep driving on, thinking of yourself, where you need to go, what you need to get done. It gives you that desire because you know that's what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do because you don't know what that neighbor's going through, but the Holy Spirit does. So you stop, and then it gives you the power to engage with your neighbor, engage with that person. And be a blessing. You'll know how to be a blessing. I know recently the Holy Spirit led me to go visit an individual that I love dearly. Knew they had been walking through some tough times. But I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to humble myself. I need your grace that as I go to visit them, I don't know what to say to them, God. I've not been where they are right now, what they're walking through. But I knew the Holy Spirit was there. And i knew the holy spirit would guide me so lord i said in my humility i know you'll give me the grace and i'm doing this lord and so would you give me the word to speak into this person's life that will be encouragement to them during this time this time of suffering for them i will tell you that as i did that and spent time with that person you know in my mind in my flesh i thought i ain't got time for this i got all this work to be doing. But in humility, I said, I want to be where you want me to be today, God, doing what you want me to do. And so I did. And when I visited with that friend, and as I spoke a word over them, I cannot tell you at the moment I spoke it, the countenance on their face lit up. It was like someone had breathed breath. Into them, See, that's what the Word of God will do. That's what humility will do. When you get out of the way and you let God speak through you, you let God be God through you, God does that. And He does it in an astounding way that many times you get to see how someone is blessed. And when I left that visit that day, I just thanked God that I didn't miss that it still encourages my heart at this moment. It was a blessing to me. So humble yourself and offer yourself. You know the rima that I speak so many times because it's still direction for me today. Do nothing in selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, consider others more significant than yourself. I cannot tell you how many times I will speak aloud that word, and it gives me direction. And you know what else it does for me? It puts my life in perspective. It puts my significance in perspective. I'm just little old me. But God wants to be God to people around you. God wants to go bless people, and He's using you to do it in people that are falling apart, in people that are in turmoil, in a world that's in turmoil around us. God wants some people to walk around with the peace of God on their life, in humility, offering themselves to just be and let God flow through you. He said, I will allow rivers of living waters to flow through you. But we have to what? We have to offer ourselves and allow Him to do that. And then the last thing that you can do, see God in everything. We've got to purpose that we're going to see God. The turmoil that's going on in our nation today, the turmoil that's going on in so many cities today, if I didn't look up and see and know that God is sovereign, that all of this had to bypass Father God's desk first, I tell you, I would be going under. I would be in turmoil. But what a benefit, what a survival it is that when we purpose to see God in everything, see, we're all waiting for God to fix this thing. We're all waiting for some new leader to come in and get everything back in order so we can go on and live life as usual. I'm just going to tell you it's not going to happen. God is using this to get us back in order. God's using this to get us on board with him. And so to be able to do that, we have to see God in it. And seeing God in it, it helps you to embrace what is happening and be a greater influence for righteousness to those around you. You don't get lost in all the turmoil. You don't get lost in all the corruption. You don't sink down and cave in and tolerate the ungodliness. You choose to get involved because you know that God is behind the scene. He is driving all of this. And He's driving us with purpose to get back to Him. To exalt Him. To yield our life to Him. To surrender to Him. And so rather than allowing the turmoil to bring us down, see the turmoil as an opportunity for God to be glorified. That's what I'm choosing to do. And listen, I'm talking to myself as well as you today. I'm reminding myself, hey, Joe, don't get so caught up in the moment that you forget or that you don't hear the Holy Spirit nudging you. Go be a blessing. Go be a blessing. We're not going to let the enemy win this battle. No, God's already won. God has the victory in this. He wants us to get on board and enjoy the victory with Him. So, I issue these to you. These are just some simple things that we can do. Every one of us listening, we've got the ability to do this. It's just whether we choose to. I'm going to circle back. And maybe follow up with you. I'm going to ask you, check in with me. Let me know. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me how you're being a blessing. And by being a blessing, how you're being blessed by that. See, God's ready for all of us to invest in someone. Because see, it's always about the heart. God's always about the heart. And by you investing in someone, your heart is going to be encouraged. Listen, your strength is going to become stronger during these times. And let me tell you. You're going to become a better person. I know you're good right now. But you're going to become even better. You're going to be better for yourself. You're going to be better for your family. You're going to be better for others. When you stop and see the moment. That it's an opportunity. Thank you God. An opportunity. To go bless others. In the midst of the turmoil. And that will bring the enemy down. Let me know how God is speaking to you because I will tell you your anchor someone else's anchor in the middle of all this confusion and uproar and turmoil your anchor will be a blessing it'll be the blessing that you put down the blessing that you are to someone else you be blessed as you go forth under the power of the Holy Spirit to do what God's calling you to do So, Lord, as we leave our time with you today, we leave with praises on our lips. We want to praise you for who you are. Praise you that you are now on the scene. You are now working in each one of these situations that we have brought before you, O God. And we are trusting you, O God, that you know how to bring what is out of balance, in balance. What is crooked, you know how to make straight. What is confusion? You know, God, how to bring peace. We trust you, O oh God, that you have now, because we have petitioned you, according to the breath of God, according to the word of God, as we have petitioned you, you have now brought yourself into the matter with the power of God. And because of your character, you were making everything righteous. And we trust you for that and we praise you for that. And we go out now, oh God, with strength, victory on our lips that you, oh God, will be glorified. We manifest you, oh God, in everything that you are in our life and praise you, oh God, that for your name's sake, you will be exalted in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become his vessel.